Welcome to Miss Yasars and Abs Teen Drama Fancast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I need to say that entire thing because I'm still, because I'm very curious about it now. <laughs> Kevin's got some feels about the episode we just watched. I do. And I too have some feels. But you know what else I have? Oh, for those who don't know, because you chose to start this on the last episode before a hiatus. <laughs> I mean, and we are. I mean, here's the thing. There's literally no way to tell when you're looking at this in the background, like, when is a hiatus is. <laughs> well, all of a sudden we'll start recording about other stuff, and people will be like, what is it? Why? <laughs> I mean, like, if you're just looking at a, like, list of episodes for Riverdale, you won't realize that there was a break after episode ten, 9? 10? 9. nine. I'll say 9. 9. And then again after 13. But there is. But there is. There <laughs> So we'll talk about this right now. There's not going to be another Riverdale until March 8th. That's a month. That's a month. There's, th- there's three weeks that we have to deal with <laughs> oh. any Riverdale, which we don't really know what we're going to do. No. So I guess we're going to discuss that and maybe do something else. Maybe maybe we'll just talk about Riverdale in general for three hours. <laughs> for three hours. Oh. Um, the reason there's no Riverdale is because... The Olympics. Yeah, apparently Riverdale doesn't want to compete with the Olympics. I mean, I don't think Riverdale's the only TV show that does this. Yeah, <laughs> I personally feel it's weird. It is I, weird. I mean, I guess maybe there's a bigger crossover between Riverdale and the Olympics than I thought. Teenagers do love figure skating. It's weird cause, because Riverdale releases both on the CW, which is not broadcasting the Olympics, let's just say. <laughs> um, and Netflix. Which is also not, not broadcasting, broadcasting the, the Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> it's a weird thing where it's like, yeah. And like, no one's going to watch Olympics 24-7. You have time for other media content. Yeah, or, I, I mean, I guess they really want to get those first day views. That's I, true. I presume. I mean, I presume the CW is the one who's like, look, we're not going to put up an episode, not Netflix. <laughs> or Riverdale being like, excuse <laughs> me, for our show to succeed, we do not want this. Yeah, we don't want to We don't fight with the Olympics. We can't win that fight. There's so, there's so much more of them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Although I will say, I've watched the Riverdale. I have not watched the Olympics. Yeah, that Yes, yeah, yeah. So... I, I almost, I didn't even realize the Olympics were happening no. until this, the ceremony started. Yeah, I was in a bar, and the ceremonies came on, and I was like, hey, look at I was, that. I was at the gym, and it was like, oh, the, the, uh, the I mean, I knew, I knew they were coming for a while, because I heard about, like, you know, uh, Korea marching under a unified flag. Um, mm. I, you, you saw the things where it's like, oh, yeah, the, um... Uh, the Olympic, like the Canadian Olympians, but you hear about those all the time. Yeah, they're, they're always going. There's always like, yeah, let's hear it for our Olympians. I'm like, yeah, I don't know when it is. Sometime. Apparently it's now. Do you remember when we were, the Summer Olympics were on and we also watched the opening ceremonies in a bar? Yes. Because I had, I had some sort of meeting. For some reason. And you had some sort of meeting. For some reason. In the North? I guess. So we were in the north? Oh, we were! Yeah! Oh my god! See, it's a weird memory. <laughs> it for, is. For some reason, we, we were in North Calgary in yeah, the Kilkenny. Yeah, at like, yeah, at Kilkenny. Yeah. And for some reason, we, because I remember that because we specifically were watching this, the opening yes. ceremonies and commenting on it. And we had no sound, which made it even weirder. Mm, yes. <laughs> We learned about countries. We sure did. No, we already knew about those countries. But some of them were like, "That's a country." Google that now. Well, it was well. There was also certain ones where like we we want to see how many companies or how many countries have a certain amount of people, yes. and also what the people from each country were like. There was ones where it's like I remember seeing. Uh, uh, I want to say it's one of the um, uh, like oceanic um, countries that had um, one competitor, and he was buff. Yes, he was he a was, large, strong man. He was a large, strong man, and he was oiled, and he was having the time. Just wait, ha- He had his flag, and he was there, and he was having the time of his life. By himself. By himself. And just I'm like, walking. I want to be that man. <laughs> I want to know that man. Obviously, you need to get a citizenship to a different country. I want to say it's like, it starts with a T. Yeah. I've, I've, I think it's hyphenated. I think it's like one of those hyphenated countries. You know what weirds me out the most? Yeah. Olympic hockey. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, all the people who play together on the NHL teams all go back to their home countries, <laughs> and suddenly they're competing against each other, even though they might be teammates in the <laughs> NHL, Yeah, and they don't get to really play with their, like, country team very yeah. much before the Olympics happen. Yeah. How do you have, like, a connection when that happens? I don't know. It weirds me out when I think about it. <laughs> well, you know. Super weirds me out. Yeah. 
Do you, want to do the, do you want to do our thing? Yeah, because I want to stop thinking about this. All right. Well, so this is episode 13, The Telltale Heart. The Telltale Heart. So once again, we immediately pick up from um, what happened last episode, which is very important. Every single time we have an episode that picks up right where the last one left off, I think it's very important to remember, because you have to remember the sequence of events in these episodes <laughs> are literally hours apart. Yes. Yes. Like, we we have had so much Riverdale. Riverdale has taken place over September <laughs> to... I don't know. It's raining at one point in this episode. Have we had Valentine's Day? Not officially. I feel like they would show us Valentine's I, Day. I feel like they would as well. So, it's September to January? I guess January. They had, we know they had Christmas. But it's no longer winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <sighs> and, and they also had their maple syrup season in fall. Yes. Riverdale is all places and no places at the same time. There's to learn more. So uh, we got a little bit of information on that man that was dead. Uh, Alice is like kind of like chillness, but like from the last episode, it's completely gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you, she's freaking, her, freaking out. Her one-liner, her, um, can you please shut the door? That was just a one-liner. Now she's back to being like, but there's a dead man. I'm trying to clean it up. Betty, stop talking to me. Your mommy is fixing things. Because <laughs> apparently he came in and ins- and insulted her and like tried to attack her and then Chip killed him. Which is definitely not what happened. I actually, that is think, one. I actually think it is. <laughs> Do you think I, she was like, what are you, blonde man? And then he was like, you I, dare call me blonde man? And I, then she yeah, killed I, him? I, no, I, no I, I still think Chip did kill him. Uh. I, I think so too. I don't, but I don't think he attacked her as much as like she thinks he did. I think he came into the room, and uh, Chick was like, "Oh no, yeah, and my he, new life." Yeah, and then he, he was like, "Ah," then he killed him. Yeah, uh, and then Hal, who left, like I said, morning. Yes. Yes. Because this is immediately after. The silent protest. Yes. So no, Hal no, no, left. No, no, this is long after the silent. The silent protest was like a few days ago. Hal left during the silent protest. What, wasn't it the last episode where he left? No. Because no. remember, he left with uh, Mama Blossom from the silent protest. She seduced him with oh, her no, red Yeah, yeah, apple. no, no. But he didn't leave the house. Like, when he did his whole, like, I'm going to leave now. That was last episode. Is that last episode? I thought that was the silent protest nope. episode. No, no, no. Um, well, he's bad at things. No, no, because remember, the silent protest episode was where he was like, I'm not going to the to the um, the, fa- the fair. Then he goes to the fair. Man. It's essentially this entire series about Hal going places and not going places. Hal Cooper is such a slut. Yeah, anyway, so he calls up, and he's like, and Betty's like, yeah, because he's got his toiletries. Essentially, there's a time limit now. Yeah, they gotta get cleaned up fast. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. 50 yards away. Less than 50 <laughs> yards away, so, so we guess that we now have next a... next door neighbors? Because <laughs> we now have a, dis- unless that's a, I don't know how much yards are, because we use metric. A system that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, 50 yards, however much that is, is how far away Archie's garage is. Yeah. And we learn that Archie doesn't understand the mob. Yeah, he's still having a talk with um, Agent Adams. And he's just like, well, I don't know. Hal and Papa Poutine were friends. I mean, he did some threats, but they liked each other, so I don't think they could do a murder. And then Agent Adams is like, you know what a capo is? (laughs) And Archie's like, no, I'm I'm 16. Do you know what a capo is? (laughs) <laughs> Apparently a capo is someone who's around all the time to yeah. do the dirty business. Yeah, the job is, so it's like maybe the capo killed him instead of um, hiring himself. And Archie's like, I don't think so. And then, he get, then Agent Adams gets mad and kicks over a bass drum. And then everyone <laughs> hears it, despite the fact I was pretty sure the garage was soundproofed. And also, <laughs> and also that wouldn't be that loud. No, that you can hear it in the Cooper house. Yeah, I mean, what's, I guess they're neighbors. Next. Door uh, neighbors. Or across the street. And Archie's really worried that would wake up his dad. But then Adams is like, uh, Do what I want. Yeah, rah, 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 rah. And Archie's like, Oh, my drum. <laughs> you know, back at the Cooper household, Hal uh, shows up. Hal has arrived. And he is suspicious for some reason. Because the house smells like bleach. And I was kind of like, Really? Because I feel like. 
uh, Alice Cooper is the type of woman who aggressively cleans her house with bleach once a week. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I've arrived at a house, like at my home, and been like, "Oh, it smells like bleach," and I've just been like, "Okay, well, that's weird." And then I went on with my life. Hal has no reason to suspect there's something going on other than the fact that he's like, "I'm in a TV show," and he hates cheek, and he hates cheek. cheek? Somehow this bleach cheek cheek chick chick. Chick is his name. What is his name? Why can't we, we literally lost it? just we lost it? watch this episode? <laughs> I guess he lost it. Oh, no. Chick. So, Chip. <laughs> He's yes. upset at Chip. His name is now Chip. No, Chip. Or uh, Charles. We'll call him Charles. We'll change what, it, what we're going to call him each time. Perfect. Uh, It'll be confusing But, yeah, Hal's like, something's going on here. But Betty's like, go get your toiletries. Get out of here, dummy. And then he's like, all right, fine. But I'm suspicious. <laughs> Of something. Someone. You guys are clean. <laughs> this house is never clean. <laughs> then Betty's phone rings. Yeah. And it's Jughead, who's like, hey, <laughs> when we had some sex, I liked it. Hey, we had sex like an hour ago. <laughs> I thought I'd call you up, see how you're feeling about it. I Cause, love you. Because presumably what happened is we had sex, and then she left immediately without any talk. And now Jughead's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have they ha- had sex yes. before? They had sex oh. when they first um uh, they oh, that's oh right. you, maybe no maybe they didn't get through didn't they get through the sex because they all I they, thought everyone had sex. Well, here's the thing: weren't they interrupted by the um, servants coming up and being like, "Here's a jacket." Oh, maybe maybe they never did it. We did not give this the impact it deserved. I mean, that's because I don't know. They might have done it. TV show. <laughs> Please help us. I can't remember. Give us context. Every single time someone has sex in an episode, I want like a pop-up from like those music video pop-ups. It's just like, this is the first time this couple has had sex. You should feel feels. <laughs> feel your feelings. Anyway, he says he loves her. Then she awkwardly has to hang up the phone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I love... To- <laughs> She's like, not right now. <laughs> then she has to go dispose of a dead body. Yeah, we, we learned that um apparently that he had no wallet. Yeah, and yeah. That... which is why they keep on just calling him the Shady Man. <laughs> Great, over and over. And um, Alice loved hanging out in sewers as a child, abandoned storm drains. So the dummies take their rug, yeah, and hide the man just in an open sewer. Yeah, they throw some uh some leaves on him. Yeah, well, this is like, fine. Work well done. Now this is gonna be a common trend throughout the um, whenever we get into the storyline. Now let's be clear. Aaron, I've never murdered anyone. Me neither. But I feel like I would do a better job than the Coopers. Kevin, I've watched a TV show. <laughs> I have watched How to Get Away with Murder, I've, in fact. I've, no, I'm just, like, reasonable with certain things, where it's like, oh, so that person's dead. Do I probably shouldn't do? Leave something from my house on them. And I also should not put the dead guy a place where I used to like to go. <laughs> I should put the dead guy a place that has no relation to me. In the quarry. <laughs> Yes, or Sweetwater River <laughs> for for Kevin to find when he's hooking up with another boy. Perfect. Perfect. Um. So then Hal is hanging out with Mama Blossom. Yeah. And she's being all sexy, and he's like, "But my suspicions." <laughs> but I'm suspicious about stuff, and I don't know why. And he's the suspi- bleach. His suspicions are like, "There's bleach," and my son was in his bedroom. <laughs> And that's about it. Yep. So. Has so, Alice Cooper never cleaned her house? And has his children never been in their bedroom away from her? <laughs> uh, uh, then FP arrives home and he's like, he's super chipper. Yeah, he's like, hey, everything's going to turn out great. We're going to go talk to Hiram. We're going to bring the head to the mayor. All of the suspicion will be off the serpents. Where's the head? <laughs> and we already know this because we saw the last episode. So, so Jughead apparently just on his own whim. Just sent the head. When, Aaron? When? After the sex. So do you think he 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 could not have sent it? Let's be clear. He had to have dropped it off himself. After the sex. So he had sex with Betty, dropped off a head, called Betty. Yes. Well, he dropped off the head. Then he started to have a crisis of conscience. <laughs> and he was like... Betty will fix it. So there's actually just a moment after they had sex where Jughead's like, look, I got some things I gotta do. <laughs> and she's like, can I help? And he was like, no. no. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's a serpent thing. <laughs> I'm technically a serpent. Not enough of Not... a serpent. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, poor um, FD. Yeah. He just wants to talk to the mayor and make things right. Yeah. And then that, of course, cuts to the lodges. Where the parent lodges want to declare war. And Veronica is like, I was in the Model UN at school. And we usually don't go straight to war. <laughs> we usually have a discussion first. So I'm thinking that I could have a discussion. And then finally, <laughs> Iram brings up a good point, which is that you're in high school. And then she's like, Daddy. I know things, essentially. <laughs> yeah, effectively. And he's like, uh, fine. Uh, then they decide, then they decide, like, we're going to clean everything in our house. You know, they just left him in their rug full of all their, D- like. Their DNA. Clearly their hair's probably there. Oh, yeah. Fingerprints. Fingerprints. There's so many Skin stuff on that cells. rug. Yeah, that rug is just littered with Cooper stuff. But they need to get his DNA out of their house. <laughs> yes. And we get a little hint that Betty's going to go real crazy. Yeah, because she sees an apple, and she's like, did he touch the apple? <laughs> I was just like, nah. But Betty cleans all those just apples. cleaning all them apples, because the apples are red like blood. So the next morning, Alice Cooper is the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. They have a nice breakfast with chocolate... Uh, Pancakes, pancakes which betty does not like no <laughs> no betty's um having blood flashbacks i guess is the best way to put it yeah she's dropping things and being shaky and... Which, which like to be fair yeah that's reasonable yes. you've had a very traumatic experience and, child uh let's not forget she's 16 let's let's remember the rule or not the rule let's remember the um unofficial tagline of you know what let's just say teen drama in general uh they're 16. And those kids need therapy. Yep. And the only one who gets therapy is Veronica. But only in the past, when she had feuds with girls at school. Yeah, not now, when she's part of the mafia. Hmm. Mm. Uh, but there's a knock at the door, which Betty. frightens everyone. Betty walks towards and Alice is like, ask who's there, ask who's there. And I was like, they have a peephole, just look yeah. through the peephole. And Betty, still about 12 feet from the door, goes... <laughs> Who's there? And I'm like, he didn't hear that. No one heard that. <laughs> Even your mom didn't hear it's that. It's a door. <laughs> but no, she opens it up without looking to the people. It's Jughead. It's fine. He's there to walk her to school. Yeah. Where they have an awkward talk about... It takes a lot... It's a long walk around until yep. Betty's like, oh my god, you think I didn't like the sex? Yeah. And it's also very rainy. But only Betty has an umbrella. <laughs> well, I mean, Jughead's not going to have an umbrella. He's a <laughs> cool. True. He's a cool, sad kid. Yeah, it's not winter anymore. Now it's raining. Yeah, so... <laughs> it, so then we cut over to Archie and Veronica, who are also having a similar conversation. And it's even rainier. And it's, also, like, gotten foggy. Why is Veronica walking? Yeah, I don't know. She has a private driver. Did she pick up Archie from school? Or so from <laughs> his house? And then she was like, I can't talk in front of Andre. <laughs> Andre, go away. He might be a capo. <laughs> You know, because he's always around, which is why we've only ever seen him once. Once. The one time that Veronica was like, I could be murdered by the Black Hood. And they're like, ugh, Andre will take you places. Andre knows Muay Thai? Some sort of Sambo? Krav Maga. Krav Maga would make more sense than Sambo, which is Russian. Is Sambo a thing even? Yeah, it's it's like Russian martial arts. Sambo. Sambo. Is a dance. Salsa is a dance. Samba. All right. S-A-M-B-A. And then Veronica makes a really weird comparison where she's like, I just thought you'd be so scared, Archie, now that you learned my dad is less Elliot Ness and more Al Capone. I'm like, oh, hold up. Nobody thought your dad was Elliot Ness. (laughs) Yeah. The comparison you should have made is, when you found out my dad was not Jimmy Cooper, he was Al Capone. (laughs) You know, from the OC. Because this entire time, Archie's been like, he's a well-meaning, bad-with-money person. Yeah. Sometimes you have to steal money because you're bad with money. Yeah. Uh, Instead of (laughs) of having a comparison between the criminal Al Capone and the FBI agent who took down Al Capone (laughs) from the movie The Untouchables because he's known for being untouchable. Untouchable. (laughs) <laughs> it's a dumb conversation yes so then we find all the kids are at school in the lounge because that's the only place they ever hang out and we find out that the meeting the un meeting yeah. is going to take place between hiram and jughead well I because thought, does, does she not mention fp no because okay. when fp showed up later i was like oh thank god an adult is here <laughs> so it's gonna be between an adult and a 15 year old because Veronica's setting her parents up for success. 
And then, uh, of course, uh, Kevin comes comes in like, did you guys hear about a body? And everyone is like, who? Everyone except for Jughead is like, <laughs> Jughead's just kind of like, oh, interesting. I dropped a head off last night. That's not a body. <laughs> That's not a body. But everyone else is like, corpses. Uh, apparently it was an assassination in a motel room, which does not make Betty feel any better, apparently. No. She rushes on out of there and she starts throwing up in the bathroom, which again, she's 15. And then we're introduced to the Cheryl for this episode. Who cares a lot <laughs> about Betty. Who cares a lot about, like, everything. Yeah. Cheryl is on some uppers. She is so concerned that Betty is throwing up. She's like, Betty, are you okay? Do you want some help? You have some vomit on your collar. I can get you things. And Betty's just like, no. <laughs> no, Cheryl. No. No. You're a bad. Jesus, no. <sighs> so in another scene, Veronica is now engaged in this murder thing because it directly relates to her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, I just feel like maybe this has something to do with, you know, my dad who's a criminal. And also I've admitted is like Al Capone. It's really hard for me when I just think my dad is a mafia kingpin. And then it turns out that he's murdering people. How am I supposed to reconcile these two things? What if people know that my dad's a murderer? <laughs> what? That could be challenging for me. <laughs> I might be poor again. <laughs> I like Veronica's a Remember when Veronica flip-flops on her dad so much. He's like, I love my father. He did crime? Oh, no. I love my father, even though he did crime. He did worse crime? I'm a part of my dad's crime. He did a crime I don't know about? (laughs) Ah, dang. She was really happy when, you know, uh, when, uh, what's it, that rapist kid got his Uh, legs broken or when she got to be a part of the war council the (laughs) meeting with luke perry andrews and the mayor and sheriff keller that archie bumbled in on and was like hey i'm archie yeah yep Uh, so back to archie and agent adams and agent adams oh Oh, no oh right this is a scene i missed there we go jughead aggresses at the mayor yeah jughead um is writing an expose. A par- another one, I guess. He has taken a map. He has circled Southside High and the drive-in also, also and the this, trailer park. Also, this is like an amusement park map. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It's got like, it likes, like, landmarks are bigger than the rest of the map. And landmarks that are closed are still on the map. Yeah, it, it looks like an amusement park map is what it looks like. And so I've, I've never been a mayor. I've never been on the city council. But apparently... The high school and the drive-in and the trailer park are all on town land. Which I would... I mean, a high school would be. Yeah, I don't... Maybe I don't understand town land because I thought a drive-in Would is be owned by a landlord. Someone. Yeah. Like, the entire point of why you have the serpents being jerks about it was so that the person who owned it... Would shut it down. Yeah. So the person who owned it was the, the mayor. mayor. Which means it was a public drive-in. I mean, here's... I, or I'm not, the I'm not mayor a... is the landlord and the business owner leases the land from the landlord. Guys, I don't understand land. Yeah. I mean, I here's the thing. I can't even... I don't even know if this is dumb or not. <laughs> I feel like it is because it feels super weird to and be like, like... oddly convenient. What are they? It's the... um. It's the uh, drive-in, mm-hmm. South Side, mm-hmm. and... The trailer park. The trailer park. And I I thought, I feel like trailer parks are owned. Well, like, I well, feel Maybe like... they're just managed by people. Well, no, but I mean... We've had lots of controversy about trailer parks in Calgary recently because they've been selling the land that our trailer parks are on. Yeah. And there's like a lack of affordable housing in Calgary. Yeah. But if they've been selling the land that the trailer parks are on... Then the city doesn't own that land. Well, I mean, like, I don't like, think I'm. I'm conf- I, guess, I guess like the city could own land. I guess lease it to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like then then what in Riverdale is not on city land? Is Pop Tate's on city land? And who's landlording this? Like who's doing all the business with these businesses that are leasing this land? Yeah, the mayor doesn't just own all this land and can go like, <laughs> yeah, I'm selling this land over here and this land over here. It's not monopoly. Where's the town council? <laughs> I was in Footloose in high school. And the town council has lots of power. If they can vote to make those kids not dance, the town council could vote to be like, hey, mayor, stop selling city land. So- I guess there's one off. There's one government <laughs> official and one sheriff. 
I guess, yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. Weird. Okay, so. Th- this is when Archie and um, Agent Adams talk some more, and Agent Adams pays Archie. Because informants get a salary. <laughs> Which. Snitches do not get stitches. Snitches get dollar dollar bills. Yeah, snitches get salaries. <laughs> Which. <laughs> I don't know enough, but if I know that's true, but it's super weird. He's like, oh, by the way, Archie, here's a payment. And then the FBI really heavily guilts him into going to Hiram to find some information about Papa Poutine. But P- Hiram is just like, well, Archie, my friend is dead, but my friend, he wasn't a very good guy. He had lots of gambling debts. He had lots of affairs. When you're a bad guy, people want to kill you, Archie. Like, Len, he probably wanted to kill him. And Archie's like, ah! Larry. Len. Len? Len. Okay. They call him Lenny later. Oh, Lenny. Um, so, Aaron. Yeah. I think at this point we're going to play a little game. So, at this very moment, I want to ask you something. Yes. At this moment in time in this episode. Agent Adam's real. At this moment? At this moment. Yes. At this, mo- at this moment, I really, f- like, I feel like he's real. I feel yeah. like I feel like Agent Adams is a real, he's a real bad guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> real, not a great FBI agent. <laughs> but he's a real FBI agent. He's not doing his job great. Was he fake last week? I can't remember what we came to last week. Uh, no, I think last week we thought he was real. And we didn't like it. Because <laughs> last week was the one where he was like, Archie, wear a wire. Yeah. Um, Archie also takes this opportunity to tell Hiram that Veronica is spiraling. And he's like... <laughs> Maybe you should reassure your daughter that you aren't killing people. Hey, Miss Alonge, maybe you should tell your daughter you didn't murder someone. She's worried. <laughs> Just some man-to-man talk here. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta tell a woman you didn't kill someone. Oh my god, it's like the guy in my play. <laughs> I notice you've been trying not to headbutt me. <laughs> he was headbutting me! So, uh, Betty, because she's spiraling as well. <laughs> Uh, goes to the storm drain. Did you notice that the body no longer has any visible wounds? I thought it was on the back of his head anyways. Where did he lose? He has no blood. Did they clean the body before dumping the body? That's all I can assume. I mean, I guess I guess once they hit him on the back of the head, blood just exploded out of him. <laughs> like, I mean, so head, hard and so fast. Head wounds do bleed a lot. Yeah, but so, so he's now drained of blood, presumably, because <laughs> it's all on the floor. Oh. Uh, but his body's still there, and he gets a he gets a phone call from a man who I wrote his name as Condog. <laughs> He's had forty seven missed calls. Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. Condog, because there's a W in it. Oh, ooh, the best kind of dog. Mm, Condog, <laughs> which I'm like like a corn dog. <laughs> cool gang name, bro. Betty is intrigued yeah. by the idea of a Condog. And steals the cell phone. So they looked for a wallet, but they did not take his phone. Nope. And we'll find out later. There's another thing they didn't take. Yeah. Yep. So uh, all the Coopers do now is eat in the dark, I guess. They're eating the dark and they're playing Clue. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Betty, join us. And Betty's like, I'm tweaking. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I think I think it was Sheik in the front room with a lamp. Oh, this game's this is a bad game. It's gotten too real. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't have played the murder game right after the murder happened. She's just trying to help him cope. Yeah. Anyway, Betty goes to her room. He starts checking the phone and writing down text messages, I guess. Because, okay. It's shot very dramatically, but literally it's just her reading stuff off of... I don't know what she's writing down either. Yeah, she might... But she may be copying the text messages verbatim, <laughs> which is insane. Which is weird. Uh, so, uh, Hiram... Essentially talks to Veronica and is like, I didn't murder anyone. And we were like, huh. But uh, later. uh, uh, Yeah. 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 And also, I think Veronica's not too. Veronica definitely thinks he's lying. Yeah, well, good remember, now Veronica's against him. Again. Because his crime has directly affected her. (laughs) Or someone she knows. So, speaking of teenagers confronting their parents... Betty confronts her parent. And now she's against Sheik. Chick. Sheik. Sheika. Corey. Corey. Now she's against Corey. She is filled with rage. Yeah. Because the man who came was not a shady man. He was a drug dealer. <laughs> Which inherently means he's not shady because he's a I drug guess. dealer. <laughs> anyway, so no, he's a drug dealer. And apparently Sheik texted him, I guess, to get some drugs. Great. And then killed him. 
And Betty's like, this thing, the things that are happening in our house, it's bad. And it's because of him. How did I not think bringing in my this... criminal brother-in-law would make crime happen to my family? Would people come to the Cooper house and goodness take over them? I mean, we're all bad people. We all have a darkness inside ourselves. But I thought he'd be different. And then while Betty and Alice are fighting, Sheik just like slowly smiles. And He's I looked real at Kevin and this. I said, did they not hire him to speak this episode? I, I, I think the, the point is supposed to be like he's hiding behind Alice. And why wouldn't you? And, he's, and he also really likes them fighting. He sure does. So uh, Archie talks to Agent Adjun, Adams. And he's like, I mean, Hiram said he didn't do it. And that Papa Poutine, those debts, yeah. he owns Len money. And, and he's he like, a specific amount. Yeah, then he thinks for a second and he's like, like eighty six thousand dollars. Yeah, he just pulls out. He pulls out his ass like a real good amount. Yeah, yeah. And then Agent Adams is like, "Oh, Len, Lenny Kowalski," and Archie's like, "Sure." I should clarify. Also, the way this scene is happening is that you have Agent Adams and Archie at a dog park, and Archie's like playing with his dog. And Agent Adams is just standing there wearing the hat he has started wearing now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't explain that. Agent Adams started wearing a dumb hat. Winter is done. Now like he a, wears like a it's like a fedora. It's like a slouchy fedora. Let's be clear. He is he has now officially become a 1930s gumshoe. Yep. Yeah. He's really into it. Winter is over. Gumshoe time has begun. Heron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking a very special beer. A Granville Island Brewing Company Small Batch Winter Wit. It is the color of pale, cloudy straw. It has an IBU of 18. An alcohol of 6%, even though it's a strong beer. What? I mean, the weak beer would be 5%. What? What? (laughs) What is strong? What is cloudy straw? Pale, cloudy straw. That's the color. It says so right there. I've never seen straw be cloudy. Cloudy is usually reserved for liquids or I also or think straw is a color. No, straw's a color. The color is straw. Huh, of course. Like, you, you, I find hair gets described a lot like straw color. Like straw blonde. That's uh, and there's true. straw berry blonde as well. Straw blonde. Like Sheik's hair. Maybe. Eh? Here, let me read this. The weather, weather outside may be frightful. That's true. <laughs> but our Belgian-style winter ale... No, winter wit will keep your spirits up. Crisp and bright with a delightful blend of winter spices. It's perfect for sipping at the lounge by the fire or anywhere else. (laughs) Or at the lounge. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Kevin is the name of the brewmaster. Ah. Ah, I don't like that at all. (laughs) Also, I should pair this with grilled scallops. That's oddly specific. Mm -hmm. It should be served at 8 to 12 degrees Celsius. That's also oddly specific. (laughs) I mean, they're, they're... I'm not into beer enough. Very specific about those. Oh, I should take a picture. They have a hashtag. Hashtag, it's good to be here. Oh, good. Maybe. To be here. Look, there's a little drawing of a winter village. No one else can see that but me. Well, maybe I'll take a picture of this. Perfect. People will like it. <laughs> Kevin, would you like some of this beer? Nah. It's so deliciously cloudy. <laughs> and straw. And made by someone named Kevin. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, I'm going to drink it. All right. So we get into the uh, the model UN, I guess. <laughs> and thank God FP is there. There's a grown-up. So, um, it's Hiram... not just Hiram and Jughead. <laughs> and Veronica. Veronica, by the way, does barely anything. She's supposed to be the mentor. Mentor, mediator. Yeah. But she just sits there as they mediate themselves. So FP's like, you can't kick people off their land. And then Hiram's like, I could pay the back rent. And then FP's like, there's a catch. And then... Hiram's like, there's no catch. And FP's like, okay. But here's a catch. <laughs> but maybe you don't write an expose about me. No, no, me. he's fine with writing the expose. He doesn't want their name in That's it. That's what I said. Maybe you don't write an expose about me. Oh, yeah. And Jughead's like, oh, it's a bribe. <laughs> and then FP's like, you're right, it is a bribe. We'll see you in the papers. <laughs> like, good, good meeting. Great, good work. Yeah, we're all involved here. I think Hiram was asking for something fair. If I'm going to help you guys out. Maybe don't write a mean expose about me. Also, your articles are bad, Jughead. <laughs> also, if you write a mean expose about me, that will do nothing to help your situation, which, Jughead, I thought was your main drive. 
Exactly. But now I guess he wants justice or something like or that. Or something. He's much less angry this episode than he typically is. <laughs> He's a lot more smarmy. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl does archery. On the moors. <laughs> yep. On a cloudy day or a foggy day, because let's be clear, that's the only day that exists for the Blossom family. <laughs> it can be sunny everywhere else, but not where they live. <laughs> She's doing archery. And apparently, because she's doing archery, she, for the first time ever... Notices Hal leaving the house. Yeah. Yeah. Never noticed him before in In her house. house. In the house where she lives. But because she's outside, she sees him leave. And she's like, (laughs) ugh, no. So she goes up to her mother and is like, Mom, Betty was sad. (laughs) Mom, you are a courtesan. And Betty was sad today. Are they related? What if this is because... <laughs> what if those are related? And the fact that you're sleeping with Hal is making her scared. And I'm <laughs> worried about her, mother. You're ruining families. And I'm like, Cheryl, what is going on? And then the mom is like, it's real between us. He's not a client. And I'm like, oh, you poor fool. Oh, my God. it's, <laughs> it's he, like, he does not love you. It's like a... I can't think of a... I, I can't think of a specific story to say a reverse of, but instead of the John falling in love with the prostitute, the prostitutes fall in love with the John. And he's also not paying her. I guess, yeah. Bad work. Presumably. <laughs> oh, Al, I mean, Mom of the Blossom, he doesn't have the capacity for love. He's filled with rage. If you opened him up, the rage would just fill him like soot or straw because he's blonde. So the lodges... um, Oh, boy. The so, lodges are having a falling out with the mayor. Veronica comes comes in to hear the tail end of it. The mayor storms out of Veronica's like, why the angry? And it turns out the mayor wants them to, um, well, no, the mayor, I don't know what the mayor wants. She's, essentially they're all upset because of Jughead's expose, expose and because everyone will take it seriously because it's written by a teenager in a <laughs> in school, school newspaper. newspaper. So the mayor likes their plan. Yeah. But wants to put the plan on hold so she can get reelected. Yes. The lodges... Don't like that. No, they want to do their plan. They have to speed up the timetable and announce their plans. So that people will be happy. Yes. I feel like we're going to discover what their plan is, and it's going to be like... We're going to build a mall! Yeah, like a massive investment that will bring wealth and joy to the town. (laughs) And everyone will hate it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, the lodges are like, well, we can't deal with this mayor nonsense. Let's get her out of office. Yeah. Well, because she's apparently threatening to reveal, like... Their dirty dealings. Their dirty work to... Yeah. To the town. To the town. All right. And then they're like, we got to get her out. So we happen to know she spends a lot of time in motel rooms. (laughs) And Veronica's Veronica's like... Oh, right, that thing I found out. Weeks ago. (laughs) Well. Or maybe last week. Or maybe last week. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Time is a fluid construct. Then we learn where Veronica gets her uh, quick wit from as Hermione turns and goes, it's time to begin Operation Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Which is a bad name for an operation and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm familiar with that movie. Yeah, isn't yeah. isn't that isn't Guess Who's Coming to get di- the dinner one where like the interracial one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess. I I I mean, I guess technically. Well, I mean, Sheriff Keller is white and Mayor McCoy is black. So so her re- so her reference was entirely based upon their race. It was a very racist reference. <laughs> Good, good job, Hermione Lodge. <laughs> So, um, Agent Adams is having a... Okay, so Archie comes home. He (laughs) sees that hat. He sees the hat that we've seen for this episode. It's Chekhov's gun. If you see a hat in an episode, you will see the hat later in the episode. Why do they just have him wearing the hat in other episodes? Did they not not know this was going to happen? Are they literally actually doing what I said they were doing? And making it up as they go? And making it up as they go. Why does Archie need to see the hat? He could just walk in and see <laughs> Agent Adams. Agent Adams. But we want that moment of dread where he's like, a fedora. What do we just look Barry's fedora? And he's like, I'm trying a new thing. Fedoras. Ladies like it. Mm. And Archie's like, they don't. <laughs> Please don't. They're, they're, they're going to think you're a... Wait, where, where'd you get that fedora, <laughs> fedora from? Oh, an FBI agent sold it to me. 
<laughs> anyway, Luke Perry Andrew says everything's okay. And Agent Adams says, hello, my name's Agent Adams. And Archie's like, oh. I'm very And I'm like, why are they making the FBI agent be the bad one? Well. So uh, um, Betty uh, is spiraling. I have a question. Why does this drug dealer not have a passcode on his phone? It seems like he would. It seems like as a drug dealer, you'd want to have your phone locked. But he does not. I was willing to let that slide because of all the things this show has done, that might be the least egregious one. (laughs) So Betty is uh, calling everyone in his contact list. Yeah. And they're all, (laughs) because they're getting a call from their drug dealer, somebody's like, I found this phone in a parking lot. They hang up. (laughs) They hang up because they're like, oh. Oh, like, man, my drug dealer. It's the FBI! <laughs> <laughs> but then she gets a call from a woman. And who... she says, oh, do you know whose phone this is? And the woman is assumes a... that she is the dirty, dirty bad girl who has been having an affair with the drug dealer. And this apparently makes Betty feel bad because she's like, oh, my God, he had a girlfriend. But I'm like, that doesn't sound like a great relationship. No. No. Seems <laughs> like, like maybe if he were alive, they would be better off apart. Like, uh, you literally could have found, like, in a, in a way, you did find this phone in the parking lot. In a way. In a way. In a very convoluted very, way. Very convoluted way. So Betty can no longer handle this. She opens up the Jughead, and Jughead does not take it well. For the first time ever, he's like, this is a thing that teenagers cannot handle. He's like, this is actually murder. This is actually murder. We Betty, a, this, this is actually murder. We need a grown-up. We need someone who's not us. And then, of course, at that moment, the little parking enforcement <laughs> drives thing by and is like, hey, <laughs> whose car is that? And of course the drug dealer had a car. And somehow Alice Cooper did not notice a beat-up, shady car parked across from their house for two days. How else do they think the drug dealer got there? There's no public transit in Riverdale. I also don't think there's taxis. But Jughead's like, oh, it's mine. And she's like, I'm going to circle the block. If it's not there in five five minutes, you're going to get a ticket. And I'm like, "So, so they searched him for a wallet. And they didn't notice anything else. They did not, they did not care about his phone. They did not care about his keys, which means maybe he did have a wallet. <laughs> you know what? Maybe they let Sheik search. Corey. They let Corey search. It just... <laughs> Look, Christian is not very good at searching for things. Christian has not spoken in several days. He actually knew that the wallet and the phone and the keys were there, but he was too afraid to talk. What? It's just like you find the key. Like, of course he has a car. Yeah. Once again, I was thinking of this. I'm like... What, what about, like, like, did he just not, is this episode just gonna not have him have a car? Of course he has a car. Everyone right has parked, a car. It's parked right across the street from your house. And these dummies didn't notice? Anyway, so it apparently is. now Betty has the hot wire in it, and then they're gonna do their stuff. So it turns out the FBI agent was there because he wants a bunch of files because he's concerned about undocumented labor coming from Canada. I mean, here's the thing. That's a real good line, because it's so ab- so absurd, but actually a thing. Yep. And Luke Pierre Andrews is like, well, I don't really check people's papers. I probably have hired some guys from Canada. <laughs> Paid them under the table. I pay everyone under the table. Um, I have no labor contracts. Yeah, it's, it's like if you're going across the, uh, uh, the border to the U.S., you don't want to say you're going to a convention, because they'll think you're selling something there. Yeah. Yeah, you want to you know, say you're going to a festival or something. Or uh, I used to have a job where I used to train people, and if I was going down to the States, I'd always say that I had meetings, <laughs> and not that I was working, because yeah. I was they, stealing they, a they, job from a good American. Yeah, they just get weird about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god, I was the undocumented laborer! Yes. So Archie uh, finds the agent, and then yells at him, <laughs> because... How dare you! My dad! <laughs> Why are you putting the squeeze on me? And the agent is like, you're compromised. Papa Putin didn't owe any money to Lenny. And Archie's like, I'm a kid. I'm 16 or 15. I'm starting to forget. Also, I also might be four because I am a robot. And the agent is like, you're compromised. You like Hiram too much. Put this bug in his office. And Archie's like, I'm a kid. No one's telling me anything. I just like the last person who talked to me. For a while, I liked you. But then you were mean to my dad. Yeah, and now I don't like you anymore. 
I'm a kid. Hiram was nice to my dad. Yeah. Even I- though he slept with his wife. It's complicated. And she was nice. And now she's not. <laughs> Look, I'm confused. I just like Hiram. <laughs> He's like, now bug his office. And right. she's like, oh. Uh, Cheryl. It's confr- a real creep. <laughs> yeah, once again, no lights on. And she's just waiting for Hal to leave because she's never noticed him before. I guess it's only been like a few, like a day or so. It's been like so. two days, yeah. Yeah. But she confronts him. And is and like, like, you're going to tear your family apart, Hal. And I'm concerned about this now. I care about Betty. So stop it. Or I'll tell her. This is important. Yeah. Uh, then Veronica decides to go rogue. So I'm wondering if the Lodges told Veronica what they were planning so that Veronica would do this. I do not think so. Really? You don't think they're testing her as well? No. Absolutely not. (laughs) Veronica goes to the mayor and is like, hey, just so you know, uh, my parents are going to reveal that you're having an affair with Sheriff Keller. I suggest you take control of the narrative. Which which I thought meant that she was going to come out with it herself. Yeah, but instead she's... Yeah, which... We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. However, I don't know why Mayor McCoy is shocked that people know. It's not like she was sneaky about the affair. They were very open about it. Yeah. I mean, they... It they was, did go to motels, but... Yeah, it seemed like it was a very easy thing to find out. Yeah. Um, then I wrote, teenagers are bad at covering up a murder. Yeah, so uh, Betty and Jughead take the car to oh, a right. swamp because Riverdale has a swamp. And they sink the car in the swamp. And there's this thing that I swear I saw it in another thing, like almost shot for shot, where the car sinks and then it stops. And they're like, oh, no. And then it sinks the rest of the way. Maybe it's an homage. It might be an homage, but I can't tell what it's to. Yeah, me neither. I Someone tell us. It. What movie have we seen this in? I think, I've sort of seen it in a few of them. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, then Mayor McCoy gets ahead of the story. Well, I mean, Betty throws the phone into Oh, her. yeah. Yeah. After Jughead forces yeah. her, too. She wanted to keep calling people. Yeah. yeah. The Mayor McCoy has a State of the Union address. <laughs> it's breaking news. Because <laughs> Riverdale has its own... TV station, I guess. Of course, yeah. It's it's called Frox News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Lynx News. Mm, yes. Or CNY. <laughs> All right. Uh, but she she's like <laughs> in her office and her daughter's by her side. And it's like if her husband was there, he would also be standing behind her. But they're not paying but him she's this episode. Like, she's like, people of Riverdale. I have terrible news for you. I have seen this town through so many things. A good jubilee. A bad murder spree. (laughs) (laughs) It's two things. Great. A serial killer who wasn't really a serial killer. But it took a toll on me and my family. So effective immediately, I'm resigning to spend time with this child standing next to me. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Veronica comes in, and she's very clearly involved in this. She's like, oh, well, I guess this means that you don't have to do the thing you're going. You don't have to do your stupid operation. Because uh, because that would just be cruel, wouldn't it? And then Hiram comes into Veronica's room, and he's like, did you do a dumb thing? And she's like, no. I'm confused about the show upset. Isn't this exactly what they wanted? I think they just wanted a chance to like get ahead of it so they could replace the mayor. Because right now they haven't had a I, chance to prime their candidate. I guess. It just seems it's, it seems so much to be like, like, this is exactly what you want. Like, Veronica did it. She just did it sparing, I guess. Like, like if the Lodges weren't so vindictive, they could have done the exact same thing. They just yep. been like, hey, leave or else we're going to tell everyone about this. Veronica did the exact same thing they would have done. I think they just wanted to get ahead of it. I guess. Anyway, Veronica says, no, I didn't do a dumb thing. Yeah, she, she says the exact same thing that he did when he, um... Said he didn't, he didn't do murder the murder. And, he's, and he looked at her like, oh, I see what you did there. Oh. Mm. Then Hal hates Cody. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Hal arrives home and, uh... Cody opens the door. Yes, and Corey is not very, um, uh, very happy to see Hal. And Hal's not very happy to see Corey. <laughs> and he's... Corey says... Well, Alice and Betty aren't here. And then Hal says, Screw you, Cammie! <laughs> but I'm allowed in the house! Yeah, and then he comes in. Uh, and then Cheryl, <laughs> apparently giving Hal 
No time. No time is like, Betty, I need to tell you something about your dad. Cheryl had a crisis of consciousness. Nope. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl had a crisis of consciousness while she was sleeping. Crisis of conscience. Yep. Well, yeah. Yeah, she was like, she was like, I'm going to give Hal a chance to be a good guy. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm just going to tell Betty. I do what I want. I'm chaotic. <laughs> I am the god of chaos. So Betty storms home. Yeah, where Hal is like threatening Sheik, I guess. <laughs> just sh- where is my father's watch? Yeah. What are you stealing? And Betty is just like, come on, Cameron. Where is it? And he's just like, whoa, whoa. You need to leave Chris alone. Otherwise, I'm going to tell mom about everything you've been doing with Penelope. We remembered her name. Her name is name. Penelope. Yeah, we remembered her name. Uh, told it to us. I feel like we knew it once. Yeah, we did. Uh, but, but once then, again, yeah. so Hal's like, I mean, I was going to, I was going to, it's going to stop. To, but, uh, but, but Betty. She, she did, this is literally the day after. She and then, no time. Like, but Betty, Connor won't even look at me. That's how we know that he's a bad guy. And she's like, he won't look at you because he's scared. You leave Cole alone. So Hal leaves. Hal leaves. And then Betty's like, <laughs> I, I didn't do this for you, Caitlin. I did this for my family. For Cause I don't, mom. Because I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Luke Perry Andrews is looking through his files, and you just know that he doesn't have any employment contracts. He has never had an employment contract. Yeah. And, and this makes Archie real sad. Yeah. So he goes upstairs, and he looks at the at the um, uh, bug, and he thinks of what to do. And Aaron, what does he decide to do? He decides to smash. We don't see this, but he yeah. decides to smash it with a hammer and go tell Hiram Lodge everything. <laughs> Hiram, I was approached by the FBI and I was spying on you. But I wasn't a very good spy and I also lied a lot because I like you and I love Veronica. <laughs> I like you more than the FBI. <laughs> so I did not do a spy. Am I good? <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is what... This is why the FBI should not hire 16-year-olds. Look, there's some stuff going on in the States with, like, <laughs> FBI and all those things like this. Don't hire 16-year-olds. Just don't do it. Uh, and Hiram's like, yeah, Archie, you did a good. And then Archie's like, can you help my dad? I'll help your dad. And don't worry about Agent Adams. I'll make sure everything is fine. And Archie's like, you're not going to, like... Are you going to do a murder? <laughs> I... I... Archie, if you're scared that the guy you're telling to is going to murder someone, that's a sign to not tell them. <laughs> I really like this guy. I mean, he might murder people, but I like him. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Oh, right. All yeah. right. So Betty and Alice Cooper have a discussion about how everything is really hard. And also Betty told Jughead. So they have to go to the one person who can help them, which is oh, makes me so sad. It's poor FP. I'm so sad. FP, once again, is wrangled into a murder from the Cooper Blossom lineage. And all FP wants is to work at Pop Tate's and be a good dad to his son and go straight. But instead, he goes and finds the body and does a better job of getting rid of it. He buries it in a six-foot-deep grave. He covers it with lie. He cries. I'm like, FP, you need to leave. Just leave Riverdale. Because you're tr- you are you might be the purest soul in this town. No, that's Reggie. Oh, you know you're right. That's it sweet, is Reggie. sweet boy. It, you know, I mean, it goes Luke Perry. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie. FP, and Cheryl on her good days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Then like. <sighs> then they all talk. Oh no, they aren't moody apoptates yet. Because yeah. first Archie gets picked up for a ride. Yeah, Andre, the man who's always around. This is why it's the first time we saw him. I didn't recognize him. And exactly. I was like, when did Agent Adams grow a beard? Did he have a beard this entire episode? <laughs> nope. It's Andre, and he goes to pick up Archie, and he's very spooky about it. And Archie, they're driving. Archie's like, but the Pembroke is over there. <laughs> and and then like, Andre's like, the boss wants to meet somewhere scenic. And I'm like, Archie. Archie. Oh, you sweet dumb boy. Oh, you sweet dumb boy. I like, I like this one moment he's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have believed in the criminal. 
<laughs> For the record, the reason Archie is not on our list of pure souls in Riverdale is because he does not have a soul because he is a robot. Yeah, it's 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 hard to quantify uh, quantum soul. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, his programming's pretty pure. It's as dumb good. as he is. <laughs> he does everything for great reasons. Uh, so we get a little scene between, like, the Coopers and the Joneses, and FP's just like, I don't want to clean up any more bodies. My life. And then Alice is like, thank you. And he's like, hmm, yeah, you're a serpent. I had to help you. <laughs> I, I'm so angry about everything. I hate my life. I hate this so much. My favorite thing, actually, about this scene, to point out, is before it, when uh, when Andre's being very spooky about where they're going to go. And then it smash goes to Bob Tate's. And I'm like, are they going to Bob Tate's? <laughs> is that the scenic location? Is that the spooky place they're going to? <laughs> No, no, no. We cut back in there. Um. Oh, no, wait, we don't. We have a little scene. <laughs> a little scene where our good, good friend. We're common. We're common. We're common. Yeah, common. Oh, common. Yeah, yeah. 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 Common. common is sitting in front of the fireplace. And he's looking through a photo album. And then he pulls out that family photo, the one that we saw that was in the newspaper. Yeah. No. Mm, yeah, maybe. It was the one of the perfect family. Yeah. Either that one or one exactly like it. And he cuts Hal out of the photo. And where does this come from? I well, mean... <laughs> Hal yelled at him too much. So so the entire, like, murder thing is... Compl- he, his his storyline has nothing to do with the murder. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, and now Hal's angry. Why was he smiling about Betty and Alice fighting? He... Did he just want Alice? Maybe. Did he just slowly cut every single person out of the photo until just Alice? It'll... No, he's going to paste his face mm. over the girls. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> There's two, there's two of me and <laughs> one, one Alice. Alice. Yeah. So uh, they pull up at the scenic place. It, okay, so this entire time Andre has been saying we have to meet the boss. So angry. He takes Archie out of the car. Archie walks up to a crashing cliffside because Riverdale is all places and no places. It's the seaside. It's the seaside. What's in Vancouver? It's the seaside. In Seattle. There's a seaside! Anyway, who was standing on this cliffside? It's Hermione. She's the kingpin. She's the most mafia mafia. Yeah. And it's revealed. She explains that snitches get stitches. But luckily, Archie is not a snitch. Archie's no snitch. Because as it turns out... FBI agent, not real. No. He is one of Hermione's copas. Copas. Capo. Capo. Capo! Capoeira. He's his cap he's her capoeira. He does. He does the Brazilian dance, fight. dance fighting. From Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> anyway. Arthur Adams. <laughs> Luckily, Archie passed the test. Or at least she's gonna throw him into the ocean that exists there. But instead she welcomes him into the family. And and- <laughs> at this point, on Archie's face is the look of like, oh, I messed up. And he's like I liked Hiram. I don't know if I like you. Aaron, do you think when Archie was like, I like you, do you think he actually at that moment was also like, I don't think you're a criminal? Maybe. But at this point, he's like, oh, he's a criminal. I mean, to be fair, it's a good thing he didn't because... Then I, who knows? Know. What's the game plan here? Why Archie? Why did? Why was Hermione like, you know who I want to approach? Because you know how TV shows work? 16-year-olds get married. And they're worried that Archie's going to marry their daughter, like, now. Yeah, and it... it oh, I'm... I, you can ask Aaron. I was infuriated oh, at this. Oh, we had to rewind the episode and watch it because he was shouting and stamping too loudly for us to hear what was being said. It was... Like, literally stamping his feet. It was the dumbest thing I have ever seen on TV. So, Kevin... Yeah. Is Hiram in on this plan? I don't know anymore, Aaron. I don't know anything anymore. Maybe Kevin. it's maybe it's all gonna be revealed and Hiram was just innocent the entire time. Kevin. Yep. Did Hiram kill Papa Poutine? No, I mean I bet she did. I bet Andre killed him for Hermione. Do you think Hiram went to jail for Hermione's um like embezzling? Kevin. Yeah. Was season one a fever dream? I think so. Did it I happen? Think, I think season one didn't exist. I think all the character development that we saw in season one is not real. I think what happened is that season one was programming for Archie. So he mm. essentially experienced season one to try to get him to, like, 
to a stage where he can like be close in society. to yeah and close yeah. to people it's so, like all right we're gonna put him through like this especially this murder mystery because this is gonna be the most dramatic thing that could happen to a teenager because why would anything like this happen to a teenager <laughs> and then he can progress to a normal life and too far he doesn't really go through the murder mystery he's true. Just, like, he just focuses on being afraid to play yeah. music but i mean he sees the murder mystery and that's when luke Perry andrews was like see Archie's a good, sweet boy. He's got good programming that keeps him from being a part of a murder mystery. Yeah. He just wants to play music and play football and help his dad. And then season two happens and everything dies. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, oh no, I sent him into the world too soon. <laughs> oh man, this world's dumb. This is a real dumb world. Why do I live in Riverdale? Uh, why, why do we not have a TV show where Luke Perry Andrews... NFP just get on some motorcycles and ride to California and develop their own construction company in California and start their own life anew. They can go surfing every day. I don't know. Maybe they can meet a nice blonde architect. It'd be nice. Whose name is uh, Ryan Atwood. Hmm. Mm, that'd be a nice show. Be a nice show. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. It. Let's watch that show. Yeah. That's what we'll do for the next four weeks. So, Aaron, <laughs> Kevin, on this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I you, sure did. Did you find yourself a moment where drama <sighs> overtakes logic and reason in this show? You couldn't even metaphor that. No, no, it's just, I, there's no metaphor I can do to describe this. There's many. Mine is when uh, our good friend Cameron sits in the dark and cuts hell cooper out of that photo why why yeah is hell cooper not a part of the family now i guess was that his goal <laughs> which it seemed like he just stumbled into it or was it just a dramatic exciting <laughs> mo- visual i bet this would be cool if anyone else saw it he's just hoping that alice is seeing him <laughs> somewhere he's like, look at what i'm doing for you using scissors <laughs> kevin did you find a cw moment yeah my cw moment is when cheryl was sitting in the dark <laughs> And confront Hal. Because you know what? You could have cut that scene and nothing would have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with Cheryl telling Betty, Hal never really made a motion like he was... Going to do anything. Yeah. So you could have just cut the scene where mm-hmm. Hal, where Cheryl told Hal to come clean. And it would change nothing. Because Cheryl's character didn't change. Hal's character didn't change. He still would have angry came to the I house. Mean, let's be clear. Cheryl's character did change. She's just crazier now. Cheryl's character never changes and always changes. Yeah. She is, she is a Mobius ship of a human being. It's true. She has one side, but it seems like she has many sides. <laughs> Oh, oh guys. I have an idea yes, for Kevin. what we should do for at least next week. Yeah. I want to go back. Let's watch the first episode again. Oh, yeah. That'd and be let's fun. do, like, a from recap? this moment of time, let's go back to the first episode and do, like, a... A rewatch and rediscuss. A, a re- <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. like, where things have gone. And how much we've lost. And gained? And gained. I will say, remember when I was so disappointed that Mark Consuelos was ca- cast as um, Hiram? Hiram? He's very good. Well, I mean, he's very good as the character they made him be. I mean, none of them are their Riverdale counter, are their um, Archie counterparts. At all. At all. Like, At he's, all. he's not the um, Hiram from the books who's like, I mean, I guess he's like, it's really weird. He's protective weird. of his daughter. It, yeah, it's really weird. Like, the characters in the show are, like, shades of the characters mm. from the book. Like, they hit some of the broad points, but then they also go in completely different, different directions than the characters mm. would ever be. I still would have really liked it, though, if he was a lot older than the other kids. But then we wouldn't be able to do the fun, like, we were all competition when we were young. I don't feel like that comes up that much. Well, it did a little bit. And, and also... Then, and he, then they dropped it. He couldn't have done that weird wrestling thing. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty great if he was, like, a 60-year-old man. Oh, but you know who would have been so good as Hiram? Although, I guess they wouldn't have gotten the whole um, Latin thing. The but, Latin mafia thing? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing some... <laughs> but you know who would have been really good? Oh, and I guess he's also busy. Jeff- Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh yeah, I mean he's very. I mean he's he's good as any old person who should be angry. <laughs> I've been um watching Grey's Anatomy a lot recently because yeah. I missed it when it was on and is on. <laughs> yeah, it's oh 
such glorious trash. Denny Duquette, guys. Mm. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan just has a smile that can melt the world. He's real good. He's a real, he's real good. good. I really like where he's at in his career. I do not think he should get any more successful or less successful than he is right now. And also, he's married to Peyton Sawyer from... Okay, Peyton Sawyer is the character name. <laughs> Peyton Sawyer from One Tree Hill. Ah. So that's a nice connection. Well, hey, if you like this episode, you should give us a rating, review, a subscription on Apple Podcasts. Or whatever your podcast listener of choice is. Yeah. You can uh, get us on social media. That's Instagram and Twitter. And that's always Podcast MOA, Podcast M-O-A. Yeah, you can talk to us. You can also send us an email. And that's through Gmail. Yeah. PodcastMOA at gmail.com. Yeah, you can tell me that I'm wrong thinking that this is the worst thing ever. You can tell me that Jeffrey Dean Morgan would certainly not make a good Hiram and I need to not be obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Tell us many things. But don't spoil Grey's Anatomy for me. I'm only on season three. <laughs> I have 11 more seasons to go. Mm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? What? Why? For answers to all this and more, join us soon on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. The teen drama thing. 